Hi, welcome to the Shapeshifters Podcast. My name is Genesis Guevara, and I'm here with Jennifer Salcedo, and it is time for another conversation. Mm. Hopefully, one that will take us and you, the listener, one step closer to making sense of the world around us so we can build happy and fulfilled lives. Boom. Hey guys, welcome back to today's podcast. In today's episode, we have a special guest, Zoe Simonson. Say hi, Zoe. Hey. Hey, Zoe. <laughs> we also have Jennifer, who's in Canada. Hey, guys. <laughs> it's snowing right or now, way, actually. The... My background is, is snowing. It? it is. Yeah, it finally snowed. Yay. Yeah. When's the last time you'd seen snow? Dude, I don't... It's been years. Well, no, you know what? I go to Colorado, so I guess it's not as, like, crazy. But I am in Canada, so I'll make it special. <laughs> crazy right we like never see snow yeah i can't relate <laughs> every christmas for zoe is a white christmas how lucky Dang. i've never not had snow on the ground at christmas where are you from zoe i'm from upstate new york and went to school in boston moved to houston from boston yeah so zoe so zoe's used to the cold and uh, she's not used to these warm houston winters so you know but i like them i'll yeah. take it she likes them <laughs> As long as I still get to go home and have snow on the ground at Christmas, yeah. it works out well for me. If anything, it's better. It's like you you don't have to deal with the cold too long just for Christmas and New Year. It's nice. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. But yeah, so anyway, the way me and Zoe met, we actually met online on a roomies website. And then we lived together before we really knew anything about each other. Actually, we signed the lease and everything before we uh, ever met in person. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And now we have a strong female friendship, which segues into today's topic, strong female friendships. <laughs> All right, guys. So I have two strong female friendships here sitting with me today, one with Zoe and one with Jennifer. Um, so kind of an overview of the strong female friendships in my life. Um, I feel I find female friendships so important. Like... I think every girl needs her female friendships, you know, and I've have some lengthy ones. I've had, you know, some female friendships that I've kept for many years and I've had some that have ended early and I'm sure I'll have some new ones. Um, but today we kind of want to discuss, you know, uh, what these strong female friendships mean to us, how to hold on to these friendships that mean so much to us, how to find female friends because i know some people out there maybe listening to this might struggle with that and um i know you guys are out there and we're here to help <laughs> and we have some good people on the podcast today to talk about that so so yeah i have strong really female friendships i love i love my girls and um you know it's it takes work to kind of uh, really build that friendship and um yeah let's talk about it today talk let's do you, Jennifer, talk about a good overview of your strong female friendships? Um, I would say now that we're having a discussion about it, I might take them for granted just a little bit because I have a very <laughs> balanced, balanced female and male, very close relationship since I was very young, like in my teens. So it does shine a light on how important they are because they don't, males do not know what we go through from like a period point standpoint when I when we suffer <laughs> through cramps and emotional ups and downs. And um, 
like when I talk to my male friends, they're like, dang, like we're so lucky. Like the guys are like, we don't know what you go through. You know what I mean? So, and then talking about, um, well, you know, I don't have a male uh, relationship, but when I hear about pregnancy, uh, motherhood, you know, it's such a different point of view that they'll never understand. And when I hear about postpartum, you know what I mean? Like something that eventually we would probably all go through, but um, you cannot have that with a male, just no, like just male friends. So, and then also how um, we, we evolve together. So like our, our moms are totally, they grew up in a totally different um, generation. So being, you know, having friends that grow up in this millennial, you know, decade, it's pretty, um, pretty cool to see how we are now taking a lot of more leadership roles and being more strong and independent without having to depend on a male figure for, you know, either being powerful or, um, I don't know, just like depending on them, like I've seen females now start taking on male roles and I, I think it's really cool. I think it's really cool to see my dad like, Oh, that's a, that's a female doing that role. You know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. You know? Um, so I think they're super important. Um, especially on a, um, <laughs> on like a, uh, bio biological standpoint, because I mean, like I said, that males will never understand what we go through. So just being able to talk about like, um, things we go through in age and then as we grow older, um, is really important. So hopefully we can all touch on something that happened with our female friendships. Um, and hopefully someone that listens is, is like, oh yeah, that's actually really important. So if you don't have any female friends, you know, to find some. Okay, Zoe, what about you? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely a girl's girl. Like always my whole life have had a ton of female friendships, uh, mostly only female friendships. Definitely not a person that's had a lot of guy friends. Um, and like my best friend I've had since I was six months old. So like throughout my whole life, um, it's been a pretty constant and they're definitely super important to me. Like I would probably say the most important thing in my life at most points of my life have been my female friends. Um, and I've definitely been lucky enough that like I have a lot of really amazing women in my life at all times and throughout all points. So like from my childhood best friend to high school, college, and now moving to Houston, um, I've kind of like lived a lot of different places between New York, Boston, and Houston. So it's also been a learning experience to figure out how to like keep up with those friendships when you're long distance. Um, it's literally like having a long distance relationship. So definitely takes more work, but I'm very lucky that I have people from kind of all these walks of my life that are still here and support me. And yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Great. Really good. Three different examples of, you know, one woman and how she views her friendships, but kind of, you know, it surrounds the basis where it's like we have each other to support each other, but it takes work. Yeah. Okay. So the importance of female friendships, like why do you, okay. So you've had mostly female friendships and when you came to Texas, you started maybe getting used to more male friendships. Um, but, and then Jennifer, you can chime in here too, because you have a lot of male friends, but it's like, what uniquely is the importance of a female friendship? Like, why do girls, like, need female friends? I think, 
Um, I don't know if y'all have ever seen like an identity wheel. There's like all these different things you can identify with and you kind of pick what you most strongly you feel like impacts you on a day-to-day level. Um, it's like something that you'll do in like a leadership building class or something. And always, whenever I've had to do that, it's like being a woman is top of my list. So I think like Jennifer was saying, it's just like a man cannot relate to the experience of being a woman in the same way. And there's so many unique things we go through. Um, And like, yeah, I'm an engineer. And so going into an engineering field, it's still like mostly men. So when I have another young woman that's working with me in an engineering field, it just provides that camaraderie that like a 60 year old man or even a man my age is never going to understand what it's like to be a young woman going into this male dominated field. That's just one example. But I think there's so many things that like my girlfriends just understand in a different way than my guy friends can. And I think there's also like, for me at least, just a layer of vulnerability that you're able to have with your girlfriends and understanding that is not the same with guys. Um, so I think it's it's a combination of a lot of things, but I do think it's mostly just what Jennifer was saying and that like, there's just a lot of things that guys aren't going to be able to understand no matter how badly they want to and like try to be a good friend. Like they don't know what it's like to be a woman, so. Yeah, yeah, I think that girls have just like, they're more, uh, what's the word? Nurturing, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, whenever I'm going through an issue, and like where a guy might try to fix it, like she's just gonna nurture me. She's just gonna be like, like make me feel good. Say well, just like what I need to hear. Like, you know, offer some support and just try to boost you back up. You know, just kind of in a gentle nurturing way that a male just like probably wouldn't. Like they don't have that instinct to do that. You know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's like I feel like you might be more comfortable with girls and just like talking about like you know all like like sex stuff or like period stuff or things like that or you know just like dumb stuff that you talk with girls that men just might find boring you know just something like that like yeah. our nails our hair you know stuff like that um, yeah definitely yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> like if I think about most of the conversations we're having in our house if our guy friends were over they would just be like what <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, for me and Zoe, it's like, sometimes we'll just talk about guys. You know? Yeah. It's like, what are you going to talk to guys about guys, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But then that's a really good way we, we bond. Um, but, yeah, so so for those listening, right, let's get right into it. We're here to help. How to make these female friendships? How Where do we find these awesome females? How do we make them? How do we go about it? Um, I think... For me, one of the biggest things is actually being picky about it. Mm. So I don't, I think it's easy to fall into the trap of like, I want friends and I'm just going to go out and make friends with the first person I find that's willing to like talk to me and hang out with me. And I know that's like more of a privileged point of view because I always have had good friends. So it's not, I've never been in a position where I've been super, super desperate to make friends But because of that, I've kind of been able to use more discretion in like, if I hang out with someone and I'm just getting bad vibes from them, or I'm not feeling like they're going to be super supportive. Like, I think your gut usually tells you, um, maybe not the first time you meet someone, but like the first few times, I think you can get a good read on like, is this someone that I really want to be friends with? And I think it's okay. I mean, at the beginning or at any point in a friendship to say like, this friendship isn't 
like serving me in the way I need it to. Not that your friendships always have to serve you. Cause obviously like your friends will go through highs and lows too, and go through periods where they need you more than you need them. But I think it's important to be able to like stand up for yourself in a way and just say like, this isn't someone I want to be friends with. So for me, like, I would say the biggest thing is women who are really like supportive of other women. Cause I think that you can find women who like, we'll probably talk about this, like will might get jealous or um, can be like threatened by other women. I feel like I've been pretty lucky that I haven't had too many run-ins with that, but it's something that like, you don't need to be friends with that person. And even if it's just like, I don't really like hanging out with them. Like we're not having that much fun together. That's okay. You don't have to be friends with every single person. So that would probably be my biggest point of advice. Um, And then in terms of actually like going out and finding those people, it's kind of hard because sometimes it just happens. Like you just have to be willing to put yourself out there and like talk to people um, and like go to events, go to meetings. If you're like in college, like go join a bunch of clubs. Um, as an adult, I've used Bumble BFF, so I would recommend that. I found like one of my best friends here from Bumble BFF. So just like if you're looking for friends, you just have to actually put in the effort to look for them. But definitely still use your discretion when you're. That is super cool. You, there's a Bumble BFF. Yeah, it, that's so exciting. Yeah, it's literally <laughs> like if I didn't if I didn't have any like female friendships, I totally yeah, it that. was great because when I moved to Houston, <laughs> I, mean, I literally like, knew zero people, so I was just either relying on Genesis to make yeah. me friends, or I had to go on Bumble BFF mm-hmm. or just go out and meet people. And it, mm-hmm. it's hard to just go out and meet people. It's not a super easy thing to do. So. Um, Yeah, it's like, we might as well use the technology that we have. Like, we're lucky enough to be living in a time that we have this. We might as well use it. And there's a lot of other people that are, like, Uh in the same position where they also, like, don't have a ton of friends or looking for friends, maybe new to the city, maybe just moved back. So I think it's a really good Mm -hmm. way to just, like, I don't know, you can kind of, like, get a sampling of what's out there, see who you like hanging out with. And it's no pressure. Like, you can go on a Bumble Mm -hmm. BFF date and then not see them again. It's fine. You know, it's, like, the same as a normal date. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I think you hit um, a really good point. It's a numbers game. So, you know, if someone's had bad experience with female or male, you know, relationships, and we're just going to stick on more of the female side. But it's like with anything. Like, if you're going through a dating round, it's like, or dating period in your life. Um, you can't say like, I hate all guys or I hate all females just from like a couple of bad apples. There's like millions and millions of people in the world. So you just have to sift through. And then if Bumble or one of those apps can make it easier on you, then you just use it. Like what's, what's the point in being against something that has helped so many people? Um, and it's able for us to use, you know? So you just have to, like Zoe said, have a good judge of character, be picky, um, and then I guess, Zoe, what, what are your um, kind of like maybe like top things that you look for in a friend that stands out to you? Like when they when you first meet them, um, I'm a I'm like a first person kind of meet. Like I can I have a good judge of character with anyone by the moment I meet you. And of course, it'll be a, it won't be in a setting where I, I believe that you're like busy, like too busy to actually make time for me. But for the majority of the moments that I meet people, I can right off the bat tell like kind of who they are as a their person and character. But what do you look for in um, I guess friendships that you, if you're seeking, 
new female yeah, friendships. I, I totally agree. I'm the same way, Jennifer. I like make up my mind about someone pretty quickly. I think I like, I like to think I have a good judge of character and can tell right off the bat. Um, mm-hmm. I think like the first thing that's like probably the easiest to tell is just if you're having fun with them, like that's something that's really important to me. I like am not mm-hmm. a super serious person most of the time. So just someone who like can be lighthearted and like silly um, silly is my favorite word. Genesis knows. Uh, love someone that's silly. Yeah, my favorite character trait. Um, so like someone who's just like having a good time and just like not being too serious about things. Um, that's like number one, not necessarily an importance, but because it's kind of the easiest to figure out and easiest to like rule out people mm. by that. Like if, if we're not having okay. fun together, that's like a very quick no. Um And then number two would be supportive. That's like something I really value in friendships. And I think that's like also something I really bring to friendships. I think I'm a really supportive friend and like am very good at Mm -hmm. encouraging my friends to like try what they, things that they want to try and do whatever they're trying to do and support them in that. So that's like something that I really look for. That's a harder thing to tell right off the bat when you're like meeting someone for the first time. But I think that you can get a good gauge of like if you're talking about things that you care about and they seem really engaged and excited about them and want to hear more about it. That's usually a pretty good indicator mm-hmm. that like they're going to support you in your endeavors. Um, so those would be the two biggest things for me. And then obviously like more things come later down the line. But I think that those are the two that right off the bat I would kind of be looking out for. I really like that. Yeah. The supportive one. Um, I met a lady yesterday, female. She's super nice. Um, and right at the bat, she was just like, she was asking questions and then anything that we would say, like me or my mom or my sisters supportive. Like, it was like, oh man, that's great for you. And she would just nod and smile. And, Cause some people don't do that. Like in general, they'll just be like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing comes after or just like try to like combat the conversation. Um, so yeah, I think those are really two good ones, actually. What about you, Jen? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think that going off of what Zoe said about like going after it, that's the biggest thing for like anything in life. You got to go after it. Like, you're not gonna find friends just sitting down or in the same environment that you already are. So we discussed the places that we've uh, met most of our friends. I would say work is one of them um organizations like at school organizations um and doing hobbies like um me and zoe we go and we sometimes play sand volleyball at eleanor tinsley and we've made a couple friends there um i do camp gladiator i've made plenty of friends there when i was in college i would join organizations and you would you joined your sorority and we make our friends there you know it's like that's one way you can kind of like find people that are kind of like you or at least like something that you like and then after that you know you there's a reason you're spending time together you get to know people better after you know just chit chatting a little bit and then uh i think that if you like that person or if you're feeling like good vibes and then you start trying to like hang out with them like you start trying to reach out to them like hey like we should do this we should do that like kind of put that effort that initial effort in and then um yeah just like kind of uh you know kindle that flame you know and see where it goes and if they seem like a really caring person that has the same values as you you want to keep kindling that flame um and being supportive is a really important thing like you gotta 
um, one of our newer friends, she, uh, every time, like I say something's going on, like, oh yeah, I'm taking my dog to the vet or, oh yeah, this is happening. Like she'll check in later and be like, how, how's your dog? You know, like, how was he? You know? And like, that means so much. She's like, if people don't have to do that, you know, and for her to like be thinking about me in the middle of the day, like that shows cues me that, Hey, this is somebody that could make a really good friend, you know? Um, but I'm also a very open person and I like, whenever I have events, I do like to invite a lot of people to them. And just like, just like all my friends that I know, I like to just invite them all. Right. Um, and so I'm more of like a, I have learned to be more picky in my life, but I definitely am like, like if I initially like you, that's enough for me to be like, okay, like, let's try you out. Like, let's bring you in, see how you do. Um, and then, you know, if, they, if you see something that you don't like, then you just kind of stop inviting them. But, um, that's one way to kind of get to know the person a little bit better, but you definitely need to get out there in order to even meet these people in the first place. And like Zoe, she's like on Bumble BFF. Like I can bet you a lot of the girls that are saying like they don't have friends won't go on Bumble BFF, you know? And it's like, Zoe has plenty of friends. She has hundreds of them, scores, scores of friendships. <laughs> and you still see this girl getting on Bumble BFF, you know? Um, I mean, yeah, she's in a new city, but it's like, who cares? Like if I wanted, if I was like, you know what? Like my friends are super busy, like, or maybe I just want, you know, to meet more people. I don't know anything. Like I should just get on there and do it, you know? Like it, it is hard. Um, and so for those that have had bad, you know, bad experiences with other girls, like it's just like what Jennifer said, it's like, you got to approach it with, without carrying your baggage. You can't come into it, bringing your baggage along and just like hating other women or, or yeah, we're, we're talking about women. So hating other women or just like, you know, have being like, Oh, like, let's see, but I already know, like, I don't have a lot of faith in it. Like, or I hope this girl doesn't do this to me. You know, like you just have, it, going back yeah. to the energy yeah go ahead. if you're bringing in that energy to the friendship already off the bat it's yeah. like then they're more likely to bring that energy back to you so it's the combination of like maybe you had one bad experience and then that kind of starts to snowball into more bad experiences and mm -hmm. at some point you need to like reflect like am I bringing bad energy because I have this negative connotation of female friendships that then is like being reflected on the people I'm trying to be friends with yeah. so I think like if you don't go in with a positive mindset, it's never going to work. You're yeah. never going to have a good friendship if you're already going in thinking that like something bad is going to happen. How many um, close girlfriends do y'all have currently? Hundreds. Clo oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh that, no, that's a good question, Jennifer. Yeah, let me count it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Name them all. Right now? <laughs> People listening. So for me, it's like, it's different because so many of my close friends aren't in Houston. So I have like close friends in different areas. So I like, I don't know, I kind of categorize my close friends in two different ways of like my close friends that I like try to FaceTime every week mm. and talk to, you know, and then my close friends that I like actually see mm. in person. So yeah. And that changes geographically, like geographically based on where you're at. Right. Yeah, right. That's fair. Um, let me see like really main best friends <laughs> let me see so zoe would you say like 10 or 20 or more than that no not more than okay. that definitely not more than that including everyone it would probably be okay, around good 10. deal that's yeah. what i was saying I was, I was thinking i was like i would be like num like hands i'd be like less than 10 yeah, yeah i would say le less okay. like five to ten um depending on like 
Yeah, I mean, I, it like changes too. Like I have friends that like some every once in a while we just like fall off a little bit. Yeah, and like aren't talking as much, and then we'll like go mm-hmm. months where we're like texting every single day and like Facetiming every yeah. week, and then like we sure. both just get really busy. And so I think it's like okay yeah. that you know friendships kind of ebb yeah. and flow like that. But I think I would say five. Okay, probably five for me, not including my sister. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They can they can stay on their little category of sisters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sister, yeah. best friends. Yeah, so five just girls. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I think I'd say the same. Yeah. Right. Just count like oh, the number oh, okay. of fingers on my hand. Like four. Four, yeah. Yeah. That I could I feel um, like the how to extract that is calling them about something that um that's like really on your mind and you're really upset about or wanting wanting advice or just one event. I think that to that extent, you know, we have, probably have like tons of girlfriends, but to the point where, where we need them the most is what I would say. That's the most important part. I mean, everyone can have a fun time. Everyone yeah. can watch a movie mm-hmm. or watch Netflix or talk about boys or girls. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. the moment we need them the most, are they going to pick up the phone? I think that's the the trying part. And of course, you know, yeah. people go through stuff, but, yeah. but on average or the more than average, will they be there when you need them the most? And I think, yeah like five five to ten is good um and to keep up with it I'm sure it's a lot too like Zoe mentioned like she has friends from a distance so it's like having a a full-on relationship as if we were like together but just as a friendship it takes takes a lot of effort you know um and those that those are that are listening friendships are like relationships like you can't just like let them be there when you need them the most it's there for good times and bad times and the most important points you know most important times in your life so um make the effort you know that if you don't have female friendships or friendships at all <laughs> you have to make effort like it is your boyfriend or girlfriend um but does it have to get to that you know um <clears throat> to that extent obviously but yeah make the effort and yeah the intimacy, the intimacy. i was trying to find the word <laughs> i was like what is intimacy <laughs> um yeah yeah um it is just like relationships because if if it's been a while it's like oh shit it's been a while like we need to hang out or um or even if it's just a call like hey how you been um and COVID really showed that it's like who did you facetime who did you get on make the effort to get on facetime and like chat with them um are you there whenever they're having big events happen to their lives graduations um birthdays are you showing up for their birthdays are you showing up for like little events that they have like oh i'm gonna have this little get together this little game night like are you showing up for those things that they want you to and uh are they showing up for you for those same things um yeah it's like all right can you call them and then just you know have them give you some advice or um are they there when you like even if I'm busy, like if a friend needs me, like, you know, I'm going to do my best to just be there for them. And are you that for other people? So it's like everything you could want from a girl best friend. Are you also that, you know, and that'll make you a good friend. And if you, then you'll be able to attract good girlfriends. Um, but also going off of the energy thing, just like it, we just talked about this in a lot last podcast. So it's interesting that we bring it up now, but it's like, um, you can it's it's the forces that you don't see and that are technically they are under your control but it's like 
uh, it's all happening in the background beyond our sub in our subconscious. So you got to bring that good energy. You got to have good positive thoughts. You got to be open. You got to be, you know, like having fun. Like that's what people want. Like, it's like, yes, be yourself, but it's like, you got to work for it a little bit. You know, it's like, be open, be happy, go up, talk to people, you know, all that good stuff. Um, what would you, do you have any, just me thinking about that, like Jennifer, what would you say for someone who's like an introvert, like someone who's like, oh shit, like, uh, I don't feel comfortable, like just going up to people and like talking to them. Like, that's just not my cup of tea. Like I'm more of a let people talk to me. And if I don't, then I just don't have any friends. Like, what would you tell somebody who's more like that? Mm. now that I'm in this like season of my life where I am getting more comfortable talking to people and having conversations so I can speak from a perspective of what Genesis just mentioned like letting people come to them instead of the other way around I would say that is something that maybe you need to work on because um that would go to say the same thing that Genesis mentioned is it has to be a two-way street so for you to always depend on someone to come to you, it's not fair. So like try to work on maybe like once in a while approach someone that maybe looks like they're lonely at a party or something. And you could probably, you know, work on trying to um, get to know them instead of like in a really big setting where you might be nervous or have anxiety about walking up to people um, because you're, you know, you are an introvert. Um and it's helpful because that's the only way to overcome it is just to put yourself out there, but do it in small portions where maybe you can feel not the pop, the word powerful probably is not the right word, but to feel more that you're, that they're, you're equal. So if someone's like not as extroverted, um, cause they could definitely overpower the conversation, but maybe someone that is like mm. a little timid and maybe is also an introvert, they're going to respond better to you diving deeper into like whatever conversation you want to have with them um and just like and just go for it yeah I actually think that is something that um probably stemmed from my childhood not talking a lot but <clears throat> we're not going to get into that it's just more like it is super boring just to talk to people and to be able to how to have a conversation with them um and not be scared about having a conversation <laughs> which I definitely used to have um because it shows that you care. And sometimes when you're an introvert, it, it throws people off because it's like, what's wrong? Like, is, is it me? Is it like, you know what I mean? Like, I think when Genesis met me, she was like, what's what's wrong with this chick? You know what I mean? Um, yeah, my first, Jennifer's first impression of me obviously wasn't good enough because she was like, nope. <laughs> um, also, um, so just thinking about like females specifically, right? And it's like, females can be sassy and we can have attitude and we do make first impressions that maybe not aren't always right um so sometimes it does take you like if you're experiencing that sometimes it just takes like a little like i'm gonna just be nicer to this person you know or i'm gonna go over there and approach them like there's there should be no reason there should be any tension here and you just like you realize that if you just go up to them and say something like oh hey you know like yeah i i'm I thought you were cool because I wasn't cool or something like that, you know? It's like, uh -huh. but it's like, oh, wait. I think, I mean, I'm very, very extroverted, but I am still not the type of person that would just, like, go approach a stranger and start a conversation. So I, like, would still struggle with mm. that, I guess, even though I'm very extroverted. So if someone approaches me, I'm like, 
so happy and I want to have a conversation Mm -hmm. with them, but I'm still not the type of person that's going to go approach someone. So I think just like putting yourself in situations where you will be approached. I think Jennifer's right. You should work on that. I should definitely work on that. Like it's something to try. But if you know that it's something you're not good at, just trying to put yourself in situations and like look more open. Like if you have resting bitch face, like try to not have resting bitch (laughs) face. Um, Try to be like smiling a little. Like when I first moved here, I went to the women's march and I went by myself and I was like, damn, I'm just going to be like standing there alone the whole time. And like so many people ended up coming up and talking to me. I like wore a shirt that said something fun on it. So it's something easy for people to come up and point up and be like, oh my God, I love your shirt. And then you start the conversation from Mm -hmm, there. mm -hmm. Um, But then also like, if you're that person, you have to not be afraid to kind of like take it to the next level, I guess, in that like if someone else approaches you and then you're having a conversation, like show you're interested by being the one that's like, hey, can I grab your number? Like, maybe we can hang out sometime. Yeah. So just like knowing where your strengths and weaknesses are and being willing to be like, okay, I'm probably not going to approach someone, but I'm going to put myself in a situation where I can be approached. And then if someone does approach me, I'm going to really go out of my way to have a great conversation and like turn that into a friendship. Yeah. So like know your strengths and weaknesses. Everyone's not going to be someone that can just go up and talk to strangers. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Definitely smile, mm-hmm. right? No resting bitch faces. Smile. That will go a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some things that people could say to girls in order to start up a conversation? Let's give these, the audience some ideas. Mm-hmm. I mean, people love compliments. Like, mm-hmm. anything you can compliment someone on about themselves. So, like, if they're wearing something you like, literally anything. The other day, a girl walked up to... Emily, me and my friend, and she was just like, you're so pretty. Oh my God. We were like, (laughs) wow, this girl is amazing. I totally (laughs) want to be best friends with her. Like, this is great. So, and like, we didn't think it was weird at all. You know, like when you're the person saying that, she probably thought about saying that for so long. Like, is it weird if I say this to her? Mm -hmm. But like, it's not weird. People want to be complimented. Everyone's happy to hear good things about Mm -hmm. themselves. So like, just go find something. There's always something you can compliment someone on. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Okay. So, but what if the answer, oh, thank you. Now what? Start a conversation about it. Where'd you get it? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe like it's their hair. Maybe like, oh my God, I love your hair color. Like, where do you get it done? Do you do it yourself? Like, just like start a conversation about that and kind of like, don't let up. Just like linger there, you know? Don't just say it and walk away. Yeah. Linger and then hope that they'll also kind of spark the conversation. Mm-hmm. If you're at a place, do you go here often? Do you live around here? How far away are you from here? Have you been doing this a long time? Yeah. yeah. If you're at like a coffee shop or a restaurant, like, oh my God, what'd you get? It looks so good. Oh my God. I always start a conversation up. This is not tips for me, obviously. But <laughs> I don't talk to anybody. I'll talk to a wall. But uh, I'm, I strike up conversations all the time with uh, the cash register people. I'm just like what do you get here? We've never been here. Tell me what you get. What's good. What does that taste like? What's the difference between these? If I like more sweet, what do I get? So I don't know. You could easily just ask somebody next to you like, oh, hey, like I don't come here often. Like what's good? Do you yeah. come here often? But you can become friends with the cashier too. Yeah, we could. almost did. <laughs> um, yeah. It's like you, so ask the cashier those things and then be like, you know, like when I first moved here, I would, I would like talk to cashiers and be like, oh yeah, I just moved to the neighborhood. Like, is there anything good I need to like do around here? Like something like that. And then like, if they're really friendly, then maybe it can be a friendship. Maybe you'll keep going back to that coffee shop and seeing them. Yeah. Um, like going to the same places like that is helpful. 
Yeah. Sometimes it just takes one of the two. Like if everyone's there's like if everyone's just like yeah, a little like unsure, a little bit nervous, or a little just like off putting. It, and you got multiple people doing that. It just takes the effort of one to do that, and it changes the entire environment. You know yeah, what I mean? definitely. Um, okay, but on 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 more on that, it's like we do the people, girls have relationships where other girls have been catty with them, have been jealous with them, have you know like made them feel less than you know like you keep me here, but you know you say like these jabs or maybe you talk shit behind their back or things like that. So people that the most people that need to know, you know, are people that have experienced these things, you know, they've experienced these female friendships that have been toxic and they don't have friends, you know, it's not like we've all had like really good friends in our lives, but it's like, these people don't, they don't have the option to be picky. They don't have the option to, you know, have a resting bitch face. They don't have the option to not talk. So, and, and they're still struggling out here, no matter what they do and what they try you know, they just can't find it. So what do we have to say about this? Because they're not everyone is, you know, nice and compassionate and, you know, supportive like we are. Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, I think part of it is you need to start reflecting on yourself. I mean, I don't think that's Mm. like always it. But I do think that if it's a consistent theme in your life that you can't keep female friendships or they end badly or they're always toxic, like, mm-hmm. I think you really need to like, I don't know, maybe you should go to therapy or just start reflecting on it yourself. But like, there is something it, I'm not saying it's like all you but like, maybe it's just that you're like, gravitating towards the wrong people. Or maybe it's that yep. you're giving out bad energy. Or maybe it's that mm-hmm. you're actually being catty and jealous without realizing it and giving that off and then other people aren't appreciating that. So I think like, in most instances, there is something that you personally need to change versus just like, yeah. I'm not finding the right people. Like, yeah, shucks, no, you know? That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, something something's up. That's really good, Zoe, um, for people that play the victim. Um, and like, oh, I can't find female or male re- friendships. Like, it's like, and then there's other people out there that are. It's like, go seek the ones that have that you can, you can, kind of relate to and feel like okay maybe those are the type of friends I want be open to asking that other person and take the advice you know like you said if you want to seek therapy seek therapy but you can also find someone that maybe had let you go at a point in your life and you're like why did this person just stop inviting me to places why did this person stop talking to me being short with me Um, if you trust their um who they are as a person and their instincts, then go to that person and just be straight up and be like, what did I do wrong? And how can I fix it? And work on it. And if you're like, if you're going to ask, you better work on it. <laughs> Cause there's no point in taking the hit. If, especially if you're vulnerable and you're, you're a place in a place of vulnerability, um, you need to like lean in and take it and then try to fix it. It's not going to be like a really fast fix too, because you've probably been living that for quite some time. Um, but you can seek the advice from that friend that was willing to even give you the time to give you that advice. You know what I mean? And that's important. So that's a really good point. Yeah. Um, also I think that, um, accepting people that nobody's going to be perfect and being forgiving and just, you know, like this isn't your sister. Like, if your sister annoys you or pisses you off and you know you're like you can be bitchy at them or whatever but like 
you know, eventually they'll like, it'll be fine. But usually I think with friendships, it's a little more like if you really mess up one time, like it can really be the death of a friendship. Um, But also just being compassionate, like we're all, you might, especially like with really long friendships and I'm not saying this is always the case, but it's like your friend might do something that like you don't like or that annoys you or, you know, pisses it like they just, oh, like I can't believe they did this, whatever. But giving space for like, room for mistake on their side and not just you know immediately cutting off the friendship because they messed up I think that to me it's like really important mm-hmm. I mean I, I made the mistake of where I have like a lot of mistake just still like you know I'm like I'm done you know like I can't believe they did this and then I've also done the opposite where it's like okay like you know I just need space a little bit like let me just chill out and then it's like you know as long as like they you can kind of tell that they kind of know like something like they messed up or whatever. It's like, just like your siblings who love you and who will fuck up and whatever. Like sometimes if these are besties that are there throughout your whole life, they're almost like your chosen siblings. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They're like your sisters. And so, yeah, just leaving that room for space, like keeping that in mind, like it, it's gonna, it might happen. And if you want these relationships to last long, have that have space for that so that's my two cents on the forgiveness piece of it um yeah I think it's also like important to kind of build up a friendship repertoire in terms of not just like I think I've seen girls who like just will have like one best friend and then it like blows up and then they'll have another like single best friend Mm -hmm. and I think if you're just relying on that one best friend it can be a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. and then it's more so likely to happen of like one bad thing happens and you like have such high expectations for this person because they're like your number one best friend and who you're putting like all your eggs into their basket basically yeah and then so one thing goes wrong and it kind of like blows the whole friendship up um and I probably been guilty of being more like that in the past but I think it's important to recognize like every friend is going to give you different things and like you said no one's perfect and no one is like this like whole piece of the friendships that you need like you can't get everything you need from your friendships out of one person Mm -hmm. so accepting that and knowing like this is the type of friend I do these things with this is the type of friend that like we give each other more emotional support this is the type of friend that we do this together like that's okay you don't have to do every single thing with every single one of your friends you don't have to have like one single best friend that's like your go-to person you do 100% of everything with them you know because I think that that can be more likely to lead to the like blow ups versus when it's like this is kind of like someone I go to for these things and they like did this thing to mess up but like it's okay I have other friends I can talk to about it and I'll take some space for a little bit and I'll get over it yeah but when you don't have any other friends it's a lot easier for it to blow up yeah also like they you have to look at the history of the friendship and it's like this does this blow up mean that all the good things they did is it worth breaking the friendship up because of this one thing when they've done all these great things also I think having that kind of outlook on it is good and if you if you mm-hmm. with most things whenever it comes to forgiveness if you just take time the time will help you feel like oh it wasn't as big a deal as I thought it was in the moment and usually it always that always happens no matter mm-hmm. what you know um so yeah I don't know um yeah, so they're not they're not gonna be easy, and sometimes you're not gonna have the energy for it, but they're gonna need you, you know. But it's just you gotta be there for them if you want them to be there for you. So 
Um, yeah, but yeah. So in conclusion, ladies, thanks for sharing your knowledge and your experiences with female friendships. Um, yeah, if you're struggling with it, just get out there, you know, come with good energy, come excited, good energy, your good energy will attract similar energy. Um, and, you know, just, you know, foster these friendships, the little kindling that you have, grow them, keep trying, don't give up. There's plenty of girls out there and there's plenty of girls out there to be friends with you. So yeah, do you guys have anything else to say on the topic? I don't think so. Yeah, I think we hit really good, good points. I agree. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you know a girl that needs to listen to this, send this out to her. If you know friends out there that you think maybe don't have enough friends, invite them out to do things with you and help them out. Um, But yeah, I hope this helps. Um, And stay tuned for the next episode. See you next time, guys. Bye. Bye.